Hello, friends, and however you're listening to this episode of On Grace, we are grateful, we're excited to welcome back the Mario brothers. Mario and <laughs> Luigi, not plumbers, but can stop the clogs in your heart. <laughs> like if you have... That's enough. That's like, you don't need to describe wow. it any Difficult further. emotions. Oh, okay. I want to place. I didn't know where we were going. You know, an, in, an internal, an internal plumbing. <laughs> I'm losing it. That was, that could, that that was a really so had potential. I could have yeah. could have done that better. Wish um, lost. So uh, you can be Drano and I'll be Liquid Plumber. There you go. You That's play. Right. You guys played Mario Brothers, right? Was that? that no, was I never it? did. Uh, I did with my kids. Yeah, that was kind of the first thing they were pretty excited about. Yeah. That's pretty awesome, but yeah. you did not, Wendell. I played Tanks and Duke Nukem. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I was pretty good at Duke Nukem. Yeah. That's a little, uh, that's probably easier than deer. Deer. Like oh, like hunting deer. deer. Yeah. Uh, it was not near as much fun, no. <laughs> Nevertheless, not, Nevertheless. <laughs> not Mario and Luigi, but Wendell Van Vanlen and our friend Wayne Hunter. Right. Okay. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> that's right uh, what's the word he's a you're not a you're not a has been you're a never was that's some movie but that's mighty I'm, ducks mighty ducks mighty there ducks. you go there oh we go my gosh. that's it <laughs> this is going to be the highest rated episode of on grace just because of the reference to mighty ducks that is what the coach of the hawks that's Jack right. That's right. Says Said to, to Gordon, Gordon Bombay, Bombay. After Gordon Bombay, look what you've started here. After Gordon Bombay <laughs> goes and gets Adam Banks, right, the cake eater, was in the wrong district. He was in the wrong in district. district. Those yep. cheating hawks. Yep. And he went and got them for the ducks. Yep. And he brought the lawyer. Adam Banks <laughs> just just wanted to play hockey. Yep. And they're walking out of the the <laughs> rink there, and it's like Gordon. I'm talking to you, son. <laughs> what do you think you're going to do? Ruin my team by taking away Adam Banks? Well, I got a hundred Bankses. <laughs> yeah, that did stir up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Like, Between you're not even a has. Look at you. You're not even a has been. You never was. <laughs> the hand motions really set that off. Yeah, Jason, right. I like yeah, that. Right? I wish this was on video. It's great. We should do a podcast on, on the Mighty Ducks. That's a great idea. Yeah. That yeah. was I could hear in your voice. Yeah. Wow. It's such an intimidating figure, a yeah. mighty duck. duck. That's right. Mm. Like it's a hot. huge quack comes out. <laughs> right. Wait, as Gordon Bombay said, you ever seen a duck fight? <laughs> no way. Because all the other animals know if you mess with one duck, you got to mess with the whole flock. And then he takes off his <laughs> scarf and his coat. I'm proud to be a duck, and I'm proud to fly with any of you guys. I'm inspired. I'm in my handkerchief. I'm a little, yeah. a little teary-eyed here. Like this the word movie. For I don't it's, know what that is. It's among the greatest movies ever made. Ever. 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 Wow. Yes. I've never seen it. Oh. <laughs> so. It's a profound story of redemption and oh, okay, overcoming yeah. obstacles. Oh, good, good, good. And okay. That, I'll, the, I'll have to The check worth it out. and dignity of all people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Compares to Gandhi at some levels, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, then. I'll check it out. I want to apologize. I know I, I feel like I've wasted three minutes of people's time. And I'm three really and a sorry half. No, you're not. Me. There is not one ounce of remorse in his face. I mean, but if but if we have a Mighty Duck podcast, people know what they're coming for. People are not coming right. to hear about Goldberg and Charlie Conway and That's true. Guy Germain. <laughs> Fulton Reed. Right. But once we set it up with Mario and Luigi, that's all about the same 
time period in it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. See, they they yeah. should have been forewarned anyway. Um, well, I th- yeah, do few, something with that, Wayne. In the few <laughs> remaining minutes we have left, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk a l- about um, part of, I guess, where we kicked off was the idea that uh, in the Old Testament, we see God uh, very protective of the honor of his name, that he did not want his name defiled. He wanted it to be uh, a name honored by all nations, that his, his very jealous that his people should represent his, his reputation well. And then you come to the, to the New Testament, you come to Jesus, and the, the, and the thing that is at the very heart of the gospel is the most shameful thing that uh, could happen, that he dies at the hands of another nation, and he dies uh, in a very shameful way, on a, a, hanging on a cross, which is the worst way possible uh, for his people to die. That God has somehow, in this story, has come come to enter into and identify with our shame, and what that looks, you know, in terms of of His heart and His desire for us, and and His relationship with us, that that we experience shame, we know very well what that's like, but for him to be willing to have his name be dishonored in such a way that he would allow this to happen uh, to his son. That And Jesus said, you know, nobody's doing this to me. I choose this. I allow this to happen. And so it's not like he was overwhelmed or surprised, but that, that God uh, is not so concerned about his name being honored unless it's honored on the other side of this moment. Mm. Um, and so there's something about this that that I think is speaks to the desire of God to be to know us and to connect with us in in ways that are pretty I mean are beyond measure. We can't talk we can't begin to estimate uh, how deeply he desires to enter into our lives and be part of who we are. That, that sense that um, of being with us. Um, I think people who listen have figured out that we usually talk a little bit before we turn the microphones mm-hmm. on. So one of the things that we did prior to uh, Mario Brothers and Ducks, um, <laughs> we we made we kind of defined some things. And one was we talked about the difference between sympathy and empathy. And that God could sympathize with us, for us, whatever, have sympathy for us, uh, and never come close. He could just stand right. off at a distance and feel, oh, I feel sorry for them. They've really screwed it up. <clears throat> but instead, he entered into our life at the most extreme way by literally growing up in a womb and growing up as a as an infant toddler grade school or whatever, you know, he went through every stage. So he, he knows humanity experientially, which means he can empathize. So when we talk about shame, he, um, he's not only, I read about that in a book, right? Or I've heard you all talk about that. He's like, no, I know what that is. Yeah. I know what it feels like. I know what it does to you. I know the effects it has on your relationships um, your self-worth, what you see when you look in the mirror, I know all that. Right. But then the other part of it, um, I mean, 
the, the, that's an important definition to make just right there, just between empathy and sympathy. But I've lost my train of thought. What's the <laughs> other? What else did we de- we had to define something? I forget what it was we defined. Might have too. Okay. <laughs> so JV, <laughs> you remember what we were trying to define before? But one was the the empathy and the or no the the shame and guilt. Shame and guilt. Yep. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. We're old, except for JB. <laughs> um, but it's but contagious. the idea that, that guilt is being, uh, your conscience says you hurt somebody. And, 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 you, and that's a healthy thing. But shame is, I hurt somebody, therefore I'm a bad person. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a, by nature a hurtful person, and therefore worthless, and therefore less than, and therefore... So those, yeah, those were the yeah. two things is the difference between sympathy and empathy and the difference between shame and guilt. Um, I think we have to understand those. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can come back from guilt. Yeah. And you can come back from shame, but shame has a gravity. Yes. You were talking about that. Yeah. 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 Shame has a, has a gravity. And I think it also has a ceiling. You know, if I'm sitting in shame, I'm, I'm like, I, I can't rise above this. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And, and no matter what I do, there's nothing I can do because this is who I am at, at the very core. Right, right, right. I think the guilt is more about my actions. Yeah. Shame right. is more about the, my DNA. Right. So it's yeah. like something it's in my a, it's DNA. F- it's fatalistic. Yeah. yeah. It's just fatalistic. I'm, right. This is I'm, it. My die has been cast. If right. You have, yeah. If you have shame, it doesn't matter what you – if you do good – it's as if you're just pretending to do good because you know who you really are. Right. Yeah. So no matter what you what changes there may be in your life, you always feel like they're just shallow or pretension. Yeah. Uh, until that shame is dealt with. Yeah. Well, would Which, it, would it be fair to say that shame is one of the most dehumanizing forces that we feel on the inside? It it literally chips away at our humanity. Yeah. And Jesus came to restore our humanity. Yeah, and and in order to do that, he had to take on our shame. Yeah, well, the the cross, if I remember correctly, by design is to shame the person being crucified. Right. Yeah. So it was reserved for political opponents. Uh, I mean, others, but also political opponents whose followers would then see, like you know, you know, like like in Black Panther, is this your king? You know, yeah. Is this your king who's right. who's hanging on a cross and yeah. and, and slowly dying? I mean, right. So it's it's shame is um, I think in every case, but especially like looking at Jesus on the cross, it's physical, but it's also emotional. It's mental. It's spiritual. It's right. Yeah. It's all of these things. Yeah, and it may be the thing that makes it mo- you know guilt s- makes it difficult for us to feel at home with God, uh, but we we ask forgiveness and and when we find that when we believe God for that then that is the same way but shame is I think something that makes it difficult for us to connect with God or with other people uh, because or, or it makes us ourselves. feel not worthy yeah. who am yeah. I? And maybe you, you mentioned the word dehumanizing uh, you know we talk about prejudice is a way that we dehumanize others yeah. maybe shame is a way we dehumanize ourselves Yeah. so you know we in, in prejudice and racism and those kinds of things we we see other people as not worthy of the same rights or the same treatment that they don't deserve or they're not they're not of the same value and maybe shame is does that to ourselves we don't see ourselves as worthy of grace or respect or dignity 
and and don't feel like we deserve those things. Yeah. Um. So the so the Easter event. This is Easter season. This won't air before Easter, but this is Easter season. So the Easter event is Jesus literally taking in into his DNA our shame. And I, I, I never had really thought about that before, JB, but he found himself in the most shameful spot he could possibly find himself. Give, even given he was completely innocent, he... It wasn't about guilt or innocence. It was about shame. It was about utter, you can spit on me, you can beat me, you can do all kinds of stuff, you can call me names, whatever. You can ignore me, you can whatever. This is the most, everybody knew it. The, the whole, everybody watching said, this is the most shameful thing that, that, that they could possibly do to him. Right. So he, he it's like God saying, I'm I'm willing to enter into the most shameful thing you can possibly design collectively. Yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm gonna enter into that. Right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you a quick story. So very recently I saw it's al- it's always a youth pastor, but there was a youth <laughs> pastor in the news and he did a night of curriculum or whatever where he invited his youth group to slap him and spit on him. And, and eventually cut him, like take a steak right. knife and, and cut wow. him wow. On, on his back. And so like one of the kids went home and told their parents, you know, and the parents complained to the yeah. church. And, right. you know, they acknowledged that it was an, an illustration that got out, <laughs> out of, of hand. hand. Yeah. Um, but in the article, like some of the kids talked about how un- uncomfortable they were humiliating right. their, their youth, youth pastor. pastor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so recognizing that. Jesus is here in the most shameful situation possible, and yet that does not disqualify him from being received, celebrated, embraced right. yeah. by God. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's, I mean, to your point there, Wendell, I think it was you, like that shame sort of, shame separates you, or shame says that you're not worthy of this connection. Yeah, yeah. You're not worthy of connection with others. You're not worthy of connection with God. And yet, in the midst of Jesus's shame or our shame, as he takes on, right. yeah, yeah, he dies in that shame. Right. He doesn't escape it. Yes, he yes. dies in it, and he's laid in the grave. A shameful shame figure. does what shame does. It yeah. killed him. Yeah. But his father raises him up. Resur- he is resurrected. Yeah. He comes back. Yeah. Uh, to fullness of life. The shame. Yeah. Uh, did not, could not, uh, change who he was. That experience of our shame uh, with us uh, did not define who he was. It. Uh, this is such a stupid scenario, but suppose the father toured the cemetery, and he looked at all these sepulchers or tombs, or whatever, full of bodies. And he said, that one didn't die a good death. That one did. He comes to somebody who died a good, righteous. I mean, they were a decent human being. Mm -hmm. Not perfect, but decent. When he went by Jesus, that tomb, you died a shameful death. Yeah. I mean, everybody dies some sort of death. Right. They live, you know. Yeah. and And he goes by and he says, you died a shameful death, but you are my son and I love you. Yeah. And and this is, you're not going to stay dead. Yeah. It, it's. 
knowing the shame that Jesus took, the Father said, my love usurps the shame. Boom. Right. You're alive. Yeah. Thanks for being a part of this episode of On Grace. My name is Jason Brown. I've been hanging out with Wendell Van Valen and Wayne Hunter. The three of us work together at Broadway United Methodist Church in Bowling Green, Kentucky. You can actually worship with us now at bumconline.org. That's bumconline.org.